Hello and welcome. We This is Untitled, Episode 9. Today is Monday, November 14th. We got special guest Carson Hagen on the line. Welcome, Carson. How's it going, Travis? Good to, good to get on here. Yeah, dude, it's good to have you. The more guests, the better. Um, Carson and I will have a little bit of story time to tell you in a little bit. We had a big event for the podcast over the past weekend. Big food challenge. The mother of all burgers. I officially attempted it. I endured the impossible, kind of, in a way. Close enough, right? Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of hype going into it, but I feel like you put down a, a respectable showing with it, at least, I think. It was respectable. I appreciate that. I thought so, too. Um, if you want to see more pictures about that, that is on the Untitled Podcast Twitter page. It is at Untitled underscore the pod. So today on uh, episode nine, we're going to talk a little bit about the food challenge first. We're going to do a new segment called Headlines. It's a, it's a brand new segment. I'm excited to kind of introduce it, see how it goes. After that, we're going to go to the old reliable what's hot, what's not. Carson's already got some on deck. Excited to hear about his. Excited to reveal mine. I'm going to talk a little bit about college football right afterwards. The people's top 10, I believe it's week 12. Yeah, the people's top 10 week 12 is revealed today. A lot of movements. A lot of new people in there. I'm excited to let you know what the people have spoken for this past week in college football. At the end, I'm going to talk a little bit about the NFL and kind of give my takes on the past weekend. A lot of fun things happen, especially for Packer fans. I got a lot of Viking fans on here too. Uh, way too many of them were asking for input because they know they had a good weekend. I think Carson's a little into the Vikings too, but... We'll have plenty of time to talk about that in just a little bit. So, uh, Carson, how are you doing today? We're doing good. We're doing good. First snowfall came down, which is which is good for business and uh, living life, man. Living life, just uh, one day at a time. Had a good weekend with the burger challenge. So, I did smash. I did smash it. Uh, you want to tell them a little bit about what you do? Um, you are uh, working outdoors around this time, so. Even summer times and winter times, for the most part, are uh, pretty busy for you. Want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, so like, so, um, still working with my uh, family business, doing uh, snow removal primarily in the winter time. You know, salting kind of the whole nine yards, and then summertime I kind of do it all, everything from lawn and landscape all the way to trucking. It's just kind of whatever needs to get done gets done outside. So. Yeah, not a bad little gig working with the family. So, no weeds will be unwhacked in DC outdoors. <laughs> no, DC outdoors will whack the weeds. But yeah, yeah, it's been good. First snowfall of the year. I was ready for it. So. Uh, I was not. I'm going to be completely honest. I was absolutely not ready for it, Carson. I went outside during my lunch break, and I did do a little bit of a walk. I needed to get away from my computer screen for a little bit because I work from home and do all that stuff whatever anyways i walked around and i put on like these slip-on shoes from target and it was like the worst decision i've ever made i was just wearing a sweatshirt some sweatpants and i mean it's only like what 25 out today but my nipples were freaking hard as a rock dude it was awful it was it was cold especially when the body's kind of getting used to that you know as the temps change i don't know i feel like that's those 
first couple weeks where it's below about 35 degrees, it's it feels like it's 10 degrees. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is every year, though. Dude, I'm so soft when it comes to Minnesota, too. Like, it hit me hard last year, and I think I've talked about it a couple times on this podcast, but I'm, like, such a wuss. And the night before, so on Friday night, I kind of was the designated driver driving around Kib Dog, uh, Jared Swanson, and uh, oh, Big K, uh, or Corey, or Ian. I don't know. He's one of those dudes where you just call him something and he'll probably just answer. So anyways, Big K was talking about how he liked, he would rather be in colder weather than warm weather. Yeah, there's some people like that. I mean... I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I don't want it 90 out, but I do. I don't want it 30 either. I, really, I kind of want something in the middle, you know. That's, but there, like, there's those people out there. They always are from the North Metro. That are yeah. Like, Man, I love when it's below 25 degrees. It's like, come on, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boycott Forest Lake for that comment, though. I can't yeah. take it, dude. I would so much rather be overheating than too cold. It. I'm actually so nervous when it gets cold out because I pump. Like right now, I have it going 71 in my house. Like I have no, I, I do not care paying extra energy bills because if I'm cold, like I'm going to freak, I'm not, I'm not going to freak out, but it drives me insane, dude. It's one of my pet peeves. I hate Sorry. being cold. Dude, something like that. Maybe I should just like get new socks and not be wearing like holy socks. I think that might help too. Yeah, that could, that could be, you lose a lot of heat out the feet. Dude, I've never heard that. That's kind of catchy. You're dropping bars over no, I, there. I, I don't you actually lose it out of your feet, but you lose it out the neck. I know that. Put a hood on. Yeah. Wrap a scarf around you. I've noticed. Yep, sorry. I've noticed that I don't have enough, like, sweatshirts either. So I was talking to my sister. I don't want to – I mean, I should just go to a thrift store and get some new sweatshirts because it's about to get really cold out. But I was thinking up this idea – and I'm kind of excited about it, like customizing a shirt, not for the podcast, but like it was going to be something funny. You ever seen the Sopranos? Dude, I feel like all my friends watch that. I haven't. I haven't watched it. You, you watch that. You're big on it. I freaking love it, dude. My dad got me hella into it. Yeah. I can't relate. I don't, I don't know. I haven't followed that series, but. Anyways, you get the premise. You get the premise of it, right? The Sopranos, a mafia, Italians, like two of my favorite things in the world. Um, anyways, it was going to be like the guys, the Italian men in the mafia, just a picture of them. And it was going to say celebrating with the family for Christmas or celebrating Christmas with the family. Like I'm going to wear that. It has nothing to do with anything. It's literally just a randomly customized shirt because I need more sweatshirts. And I thought that'd be funny as fuck. So oh, that'd be drippy too. Be dude, drippy. imagine me with that chain. Like you you know what I was wearing, like that ten dollar Coles chain? Like I could I could drip it a little bit if it was like a gray sweatshirt. Maybe I put on like either gray um or gray or green dress pants or my black pants. But you were making fun of my black dress or my black pants earlier this weekend because they were skinny, but uh, yeah, they they were a little they were I mean, I feel like they were almost flooding as well skinny they were slow they were a little short but that might be a style i don't know yeah about it. show a little bit more of the socks i got good sock game i do i have some good socks and i can get behind that too especially if you get like a like almost like an accent piece like you get a sock that's a certain color and then you have like a i don't know 
shirt that's like matching. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that can look nice, but I don't know. I'm not big on that. I just kind of I just wear what I got. So my socks that I was wearing, I vividly remember it. Um, it was it, it was kind of funny because it's kind of a cringy sock, but it looks cool. It has some like bright colors on it. It's like light blue, a little bit of green. It looks like it's almost like a Christmas sweatshirt, but it was it was based off beer and my mom gave it to me i think and it's a little cringy it literally is just it's a picture of a beer and it says this beer is making me awesome <laughs> dude that's it's so dumb literally i make sure that my pants are short enough so people don't see it but they got to see like the bottoms of it because the bottoms have some cool color on it so it's strategic yeah. a lot came well, into that outfit yeah oh absolutely i mean you got to you got to work with what you got i mean not everything's gonna be perfect so Something's got that color. You gotta, you gotta alter a dress to, I don't know, exemplify it. Oh yeah. What you gotta do. What you gotta do. That's sweet though. I mean, yeah, it was a good fit. It was just, yeah, maybe a little short, but with the right sock, like you're saying, right shoe, that works. That I was, works for sure. I was going for the Italian vibe. I kind of had the hair for it too. You, you, you. What do you like? Do you like what I'm doing with my hair recently? Just like hairspray the fuck out of it and middle Dude, part. Honest, one of my, one of my favorite. It was a book, right? That we like everybody um, read in probably elementary school. What was it called? Greasers. The, uh, Greasers, dude. Yes, with Pony Boy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, it's gonna kill me later on when I don't remember this. But uh, yeah, Pony Boy. Shoot, dude. I'm gonna Google whatever it because it's making me is. mad. Whatever that, whatever that book is, dude. I, I guess and movie. We watched that movie in elementary school. And, those kids had the drip. It was like the black, I feel like it was like the black set buttons and like a white undershirt, like a wife beater. And yep. just the greasy hair. Wasn't it just called? Uh, so there's one thing I was originally thinking of, which was West Side Story. That's like the Jets, the gang members. Well, gang per se. It's not what I really think of with a gang, but it was those dudes yeah. going after each other. But the Pony Boy one was the Outsiders. The Outsiders. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm thinking of. I totally forgot too. I googled it. I had to because it was gonna upset me if I didn't think of it during this podcast because it's such a classic. Yeah. yeah, I think that like I don't know if you can get the hair apart both ways. I feel like you can rock that pretty good. That's that's a style right there. That's a style. Yeah, and almost like the G Easy look too when he was like before he got heavy into the coke. Like <laughs> that. I feel like that was like the he had, he had some drip. The OG G Easy when he used to like pull out Rebel and Lady Killers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, he had some flow back then though. It, but what he did, he didn't really do a middle part. He just literally had short enough hair where he'd like put so much gel in it that it would just stick back. Like it would yeah. slip completely back. He gave off Italian vibes too. Maybe that's why I liked him so much in college. Oh, for sure. He definitely did. And he, had, I mean, he's got to be up there with some of the best music. When you're in college, yeah. just drinking with the boys, like watching his videos, that's where it's at. Because he, he put out some good stuff. Dude, do you remember? Do you remember the night I met you? Which was um, Calvin or Nick? They brought me over to that. Uh, what was it? A Sith room, and then we were just all li- we were list- doing a power hour or something, and it was yeah. to either. Disney music. I think we did Disney, and then right afterwards, it was the 2000s, kind of like the standard. I think just about every college kid has listened to the 2000s hip hop power hour at some point in their life. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that was, uh, wasn't that, uh, that was Calvin's, was it Calvin's corner room? Yeah, Calvin was and it? Ross, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or Daniel. Yeah, maybe. It's one of the two. No, so, so they were all there. But yeah, I think that's right. That was the first time we met because we were drinking like, I don't remember. I just remember, I remember listening to the Power Hour and you were definitely smacking like bush lights or something. No, cheaper. dude. Mine was worse at that time. Sophomore year, I didn't I give a fuck. No, dude, it was like butt ice. It really could have been. It was probably natural light, natural ice, or butt ice. Like, it was nothing good. I, I had, like, such a strong stomach back in the day, and now I'm, I am can't get anything but, like, Coors Light or Miller Light. Because, I don't know. I, I, I can. I have IPAs, and, like, I try to check off that untapped app when I go to new breweries. But I don't know how I did it. I think it's a college mentality. Like, just get the cheapest thing ever. And just roll with it. So I was ma- I was a master when it came to Bud Ice and Natural Light. And I was even probably, I think it was either end of that year, sophomore year, or early junior year. So this would have been like 2020 and 2019 where I got into those natter days. Like those gross sugary drinks from Natural Light. Man, things, the, the headache and the stomach ache that you'd have the next day after smacking a bunch of the daddies. Those things... We don't even need to talk about those. Those are just bad. Those are just bad memories from from the days after, I should say. The day after. I'll be honest. I didn't get hangovers much in college. Like I didn't drink water, and I never got hangovers. It made no sense. I think it had something to do when I was playing basketball, where maybe metabolism makes it so it's not as bad. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'll, I'll hint at that later. Like I'm in good shape right now, despite just eating like five pounds of a greasy mess so yeah yeah hey uh yeah, i mean go ahead, go ahead Trav. oh no i was gonna change it uh i have a note uh you just went to colorado you oh, want to talk yeah. about that that's pretty cool For sure yeah that was a good time i just went uh just got back man that was that was almost two weeks ago now from uh just a western hunt just had a couple family friends out there in denver that Stayed with and did like a six-day mule deer and elk hunt. It was fun. Uh, pretty challenging. It's not easy walking walking around the mountains, especially coming from Minnesota. But it was a lot of fun. Some good memories. Drank some Keystones. <laughs> Keystones. Yeah, really? Is that a thing over Keystone, there? Keystone, Colorado, dude. Well, so Keystone, Coors Light, that comes out of Colorado. You know, that's the Rockies. Oh, yep. They didn't have any Coors Light at the at any of the liquor stores in Aspen. I couldn't believe it. They were all out of, I mean, obviously everybody drinks Coors Light out there, but they were all out. Like, how do you run out of your own home beer? But they had Keystones, which is also made in Colorado, so had to settle. Had to settle for the Keystones, but... You gotta go with the yeah, local brew. Yeah, the local brew. That's what we had to do, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. My buddy, uh, he was able to harvest a nice little mule deer and yeah, it was a fun hunt. I missed on an elk, which was pretty unfortunate, but, you know, we got we got next year. We got next year, but a lot of good memories. I'll be putting a post up soon, so you'll have to check it out. Dude, check it out. I've been waiting since you told me about it, like, last uh, Tuesday or something, and we still haven't seen anything. That's got to have some beautiful views, too. Like, you got to have some good pictures out there just waiting. Are you waiting for a filter or something? No, I'm just, I really what it is, I mean, not to... 
so many good pictures, it's kind of like, all right, which ones go on pick? I'm swiping through them, like, oh, I like this one, I like that one. But what I got to do is end up just sending it, just picking a couple and just letting it ride. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool, man. There was a there was a Black Hawk helicopter. We were, like, way up on this mountain. And it must have been must have been medical or something, but he was flying through the valley. And I got a video of him, and he's, like, flying at the exact same level that we're sitting on this mountainside. It was, like... I was like looking almost down on the top of this helicopter. That was pretty cool, but man, I'll, I'll throw that video up for the for the viewers if they they want to check it out for sure. But like that was that was pretty sweet. Like looking right into the cab of this <laughs> helicopter as, as it's flying by, it was pretty sweet. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's challenging, man. It's so cool out there, and they had fresh snowfall the week before, so it was nice. Nature was neat. Yeah, dude. And nature was neat. <laughs> so. And right when you went to Colorado, it was snowing. Like, I thought when you showed me pictures, that was weird to me because it still hadn't snowed in Minnesota and we're so much further north. Like, we're almost in Canada up here. And I I mean, I get it. There's mountains over there, but it's like cold as fuck over in Colorado. Yeah, dude, it was wild. I mean, the first day I got out there, I think I rode one of the four-wheelers up to, like, the top of this mountain pretty much, and there was, like, 20 inches of snow up there. But, like, down in the city... They had gotten snow, but it kind of melted off. It'd be like 50 degrees down in town, and then you get up to like, you know, 9,000, 10,000 feet, and it's 25 degrees, 30 degrees, and there's a little bit of snow on the ground. And I mean, overnight temps were really chilly, too. It was mm-hmm. in like teens a lot of the nights, but yeah. And then like on our last day, on the way out, uh, when I got back into Denver, they got like four inches of snow in Denver. And that's like, that's only at like, I think it's at like 5,000 feet, so... Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Minnesota hadn't even gotten touched, but we, we got our snow now. We got a busy week coming. Yeah, dude, I was just enjoying my time in the sunshine. It was like Florida up there. It's insane. Yeah. It was like 70 here when I, like, when, when I was out in Colorado. I think one of the days it was like 74 degrees back here, which was just crazy. So when you were over in Colorado, do you guys like do anything in town at all? Or do you spend pretty much the whole entire day out in the mountains kind of like looking for animals? I mean, so, no, I mean, we would, we would go down into town. There's some really cool towns right, where, right around where we're hunting. Um, and they had some, like, really cool breweries, too. Like, I was out, and uh, on the way out, I stopped in Glenwood Springs. And there was, like, a, I don't remember the, remember the name of the place, but they had some good beer. Like, it was, nothing can beat, can beat like, a King Sioux from Topling. Hey, you're so biased, though, dude. dude I'm so biased, but. <laughs> They, they had a double IPA there that I was like, okay, this thing competes. Like, it wasn't better than a King Sioux, but I was like, this thing is right there. But, yeah, there was some cool, some cool spots there. Um, yeah, we went out to dinner a few of the nights because, yeah, I mean, sitting out on a mountain for six days straight, that would be pretty – I'm still a city boy pretty yeah. much. So that would be kind of tough. But, yeah, ran around town in Denver kind of. Strolled around, went to a couple, like, shops and stuff, but really it was hunt-focused. I mean, 700 bucks for a tag, so yeah. you got to make, make, make money's worth. Now, did you, like, go talk to any of the locals over in Colorado? Because I've only met a handful of people from Colorado in my life, but of course they're all around my age, but they all kind of seem like the stereotypical um, Coloradian. I don't know what they call it, Coloradoan. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Are they kind of all like that? A little granola, kind of? Oh, yeah. it, it's good. Like, that's cool. Uh, but it's kind of like, 
you know, by it's like a culture thing. It's like, yeah, you can like put the French into kind of one genre-ish. Like, and then they all kind of like, you know, they have similarities. It's just kind of how it is. But with Colorado, I felt the same thing. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I actually hunted so much. My friends that I was out there with, they, they're originally from Minnesota. And uh, actually soon to be married, too. That's pretty cool. There are some good people. You'll see the post of them. And then um, the other two that joined us were from Colorado. And great. Like, they're awesome. Another couple. They're awesome. But, like, definitely a little bit of, like, that. Oh, man. It's probably more, like, that more down-to-earth. Not, like, in a bad way or anything, but just... More of that, like, laid-back, down-to-earth, like... Outdoorsy. Yeah, like, let's just, let's get out there and enjoy it, brother. Like, stuff like that. Outdoorsy. <laughs> One with nature, baby. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, there was kind of like a... It was like, they're basically their Department of Natural Resources. They're, it's what's called Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Uh, one of the guys, he had actually, uh, unfortunately, he found a, uh, a poached elk. And I went over there and talked to him about it. And man, that guy, he was he was hilarious. He's kind of like, yeah, man, it's just, it's just really a bummer, dude. Like, just kind of... Bro, he just took an edible. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It was exactly that. I mean, this dude's got, I don't know, just a spectacular animal in the back. Really unfortunate circumstance, but it's like, that's how you're... That, that's kind of how you're describing the situation. It's like, oh, yeah, man, that's just... It really sucks, but it's what it is, man. It's like, all right, dude, you're at work. That's fucking awesome. Honestly, if I was from Colorado, I'd change the way I talk, too. Um, I would literally sound like I'm Shaggy off of Scooby-Doo or some other dude that sounds like he smokes a lot. Also, it's crazy. I didn't even know this. I was listening to Son of a Boy Dad, which is my favorite podcast. It's basically just this dude named Lil Sass that just kind of like says dumb jokes with this dude named Roan for about 90 minutes in a podcast. It's like my favorite thing ever. Anyways, he was saying that in uh, Colorado, they're looking to like legalize, um, what was it, psychedelics? Imagine. <laughs> no, they are. Like already in Portland or something, I guess uh, it's you can do just about anything you want. And they're trying to do something like that in Colorado. Like I, I think that fits the mold. That like makes everything go around in Colorado now. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, like all the waiters, all the waiters that we had, this, I don't want to be, this is, I feel stereotypical, but like every waiter we had just reeked of weed. Just reeked. <laughs> but I mean, it was, they're all great people, but man, they, they live it differently. They live it differently. Like it's, they're just, they're on their own vibe apparently just all the time. They're riding the wave. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I talked to, so you, so Ben's like in the cryptocurrency world, like Ben size love. I talked to him oh, the yeah, past couple of days cause it's been like crazy in crypto lately. So I was first of all asking him, like I opened up and said, Hey dude, are you going to lose your job again? <laughs> like I was actually wondering because he just lost a job when crypto went down and he said, no, he's like an analyst. So, um, Ben will still have a job like. Oh, by the way, Ben Sizelove is the, was the last dog of the week that we named on the Untitled Podcast, for those of you that don't know. Good guy, um, former Luther soccer player. Anyways, he, he was laid off from his last job, so I asked him, because I was actually concerned. I'm like, shit, dude, is he just going to keep like popping around? But then again, he, 
he it was kind of nice when he got like laid off of his last job because he just got like a month of free money and he just had no worries in the world. He was being a nomad, and I thought that was dope. Oh, that was sweet, dude. He, I think that was that was right around the time that was when he stopped up here and went up to yeah. Hans' place, and yeah, that was a good time. But I think it was one of the last weekends he had being like a a free man because he did have that on his radar to start his job, but he's like, no, I'm gonna keep pushing that off until I don't have to. <laughs> bankruptcy or something honestly i don't know i didn't care enough to look into it because i have a little bit in crypto but i'll be honest the only thing i use my crypto for anymore is to transfer money from my my bank to coinbase and then from coinbase into this like site where i can gamble called babata so it's literally just like i have about i don't know i have a couple hundred in it just sitting because it's like i don't really need it but I mean, it's literally just something I used to put into gambling at this point, because you know how those yeah, offshore. DL right now, the feds might come after you. No, I say the feds. it's legal. Minnesota. Oh, is it legal to do that? For Bavada, yeah, it's offshore. It's not illegal. Like I, oh. I can be super open about it. Plus, everybody does it. Um, yeah. like I said, there's always a way, and this is this is a legal way. They had to like take my verification when I started it. Like I had to put my ID in front of the screen. Um, and then after that, it's good to go. But like, it's not, it, it's like an offshore thing. Um, yes, I don't like, at first I didn't like to put money into it. And I usually just tried to use my friends that are over in Iowa to put bets in for me. But, uh, I just decided, dude, I, I, you get tired after a while of like rely on, on somebody. Like imagine you see a game and you know, you're about to watch it and you're like, Oh, let's get this line right here. And by the time they put it in, it's like 20 minutes later, the game's probably started. The lines changed. So yeah. I don't, you're not too super into sports betting, but you kind of understand that, right? Like how if oh, I spent the, I spent a little time with it that one back when the Iowa time back when we were at Luther. But. Yeah, the old Iowa days where you could use like FanDuel and DraftKings whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. I might change what's hot, what's not. Honestly, after going through this combo. Oh sh- Yeah, ac- we'll do that. Actually, uh, we got to get started on a first segment. <laughs> um, food challenge the biggest event of the year food challenge number one notice I said number one because there might be more to come I don't know yet but like I actually it, after doing it once it gave me a little bit of an edge and now I'm like super stoked to do anything again like I, I kind of don't want to do like a, a bulk food challenge but like maybe something along the lines of super spicy wings there's got to be something like that in like the general area. I mean, Minneapolis has a ton oh, of food giants. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's plenty of those out there. I, I feel like, oh, it was uh, Corey, or, you know, a.k.a. Ian. Big K? He was just talking, yeah, yeah, Big K. He was just talking about doing like that, uh, taking like the hottest hot sauce on a chip challenge at like some place, of course, up, you know, the tundra of Forest Lake. But... He was, he like took this basically battery acid and drank it. Like six hours later, he was basically dead. So we couldn't get you in on that. No, he was fine. Like he, he's, he's alive and well, but I think he was pretty sick, but it didn't hit him for a while. Like he was fine for a couple hours and then out of nowhere, he was like in a shower, like. Like explosive diarrhea. (laughs) No, 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 but he was just like in a shower, like buck naked with. Like the cold 
we, we can save that. You don't need to, like, put your body on it. You don't need to burn your insides over a, a hot challenge unless you, unless you want it, unless you're about it. I don't know, dude. All I know is I got, like, a little bit of a, a high from it in the best way. Like, I, I ate that half sand. I ate half of the sandwich. Actually, first of all, let's start from scratch. Uh, I'll tell them what I did to prepare for it. Basically, I kind of talked about it a little while back. I didn't really train for it. In fact, halfway through some of the challenges, like Kib Dog or Joe McKibben, our friend, and then Carson, they're like Googling things about how to best do it. You'll notice that in the time lapse that I posted on the Twitter page, once again, it's at untitled underscore the pod. On that time lapse, you'll notice I stand up and that's not because I went to go to the bathroom to throw up. It's literally because Joe McKibben's like, you get more space. Like if you get start to get tired, like stand up and then eat it. And so then you'll have a little bit more room in your stomach. So I literally just stood up and it looks odd after I watched the time lapse, but it makes sense if you're in the moment. Um, and I also noticed that the second time lapse, because we did the first one and I told them I got to stop. And then I got so much peer pressure from Carson and a little bit from Joe. So I decided to finish the basically the top half of the bread so I could completely eat half of the sandwich. Well, I mean, they it's so much easier when you're just watching it. That was like a shit ton of food, dude. And I, I feel like I got to get like a colonoscopy after that for how much grease and shit I just put into myself in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest, Trav. I was, uh, I was thinking no way you get over a quarter because a quarter was like two pretty much a quarter of that was pretty much two and a half burgers, I think, like equivalent. And I was like, there's no way this dude gets over a quarter. But I was like, all right, let's push him. You know, let's, let's stay out because <laughs> somebody's got to be because everybody else at the table is doubting him. You're like the coach. But, I mean, yeah, I had to coach. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, shoot yourself in the foot right away. So I was like, all right, let's, let's see if he can get halfway. And you, you kind of call it quits. Early on, as you were saying, like, dude, you stopped the time lapse. And like, I'm done, dude. And I'm like, come on, Trav. You've been you've been talking about this on the on the pod for a couple of weeks now. Like, you've mentioned it at least. And I was like, you can't half heart it, man. You gotta you gotta send it. You gotta send it and see what you can get done. To you be, get it. I respect it, dude. I respect it. To be honest, I hadn't talked about it the last couple of weeks. In fact, I've had people text me and say, "Are you still doing it?" or can you give us a check-in? Are you like, can, like I haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden I just realized like that was probably going to be the best weekend to do it. I just found out I have like a bachelor party next week and then the week after that's Thanksgiving and you don't even know if people are going to be in town. Um, and then at that point, it's at a month and a half since I talked about it. If you go, if you go long enough, like into December, like there's a chance you don't even do the thing. Like it's, it's could just continually be a thing where you just keep pushing out. So I'm like, yeah, we kind of got to do it. Like, so I just decided on Monday, it's probably the week to do it. And I mean, we kind of talked about it at a restaurant a while back. Like what's the best weekend to do it? Cause you're about to go to Colorado and things just come up, but we kind of eyeballed this week. And I don't remember if it was this week or the week before. And I finally just kind of, we just had to put it on paper, paper, man, because I hadn't talked about it or figured that out until the last minute, but I did go a whole entire day fasting. I put my, uh, basically what I did was the night of Thursday of that week, I had a huge medium, well, I had a medium pizza all to myself from Domino's and then I also got like sticky bread 
or cheese bre- cheese stick bread, whatever that is. It was a lot of carbohydrates, and then I didn't eat anything on Friday, and I was lethargic at best. Like I was DDing people and like going and hanging out with them at the bars, and I just I couldn't move, man. We were at a point where I was putting bets in, like right before we were leaving, and I kind of didn't really want to leave, but I didn't want to be that guy that just decided to say no. We're not we're not going anywhere. So I did end up being fun per se and going out completely sober without eating anything within the past 24 hours. So I have that dog in me a little bit, but it was hard. I am not going to lie with you about that. It was super hard. By the time... That takes some some serious... I mean, no food, no alcohol to DD. So I'll be completely transparent. I had coffee the morning of Friday, um, and then I had chicken noodle soup, like one small Campbell's thing, um... And that was what I had. So I had a little bit. I wasn't completely awful. But by the time that I sat down at B-52s to do that challenge, I was fucking ready to go. Like I was ready to rumble. And if you see me in that time lapse, the first portion of like the sandwich goes so fast. I'm immediately eating that patty, as many patties as I can. I ate the bacon. I ate the eggs. And I was even starting on, like, I was starting to scoop up the pulled pork later on. I was trying to avoid the bread because I didn't want to get too much carbs in me right away. I wanted to pull through all the protein I could. So, like, I had somewhat of a strategy to it. Also, I think Kib Dog told me, like, right when I was starting, like, make sure you have a plan for which ones you eat. And I'm like, dude, honestly, I was talking to a friend a long time ago. Like, I think it was MJ back in Ames when I did the Halloween special. And I was talking about... Um, the, basically the best athlete and like sports in which there's uh, the best athlete. And then the next person is so far behind. Like I got so much respect for Joey Chestnut actually having tried that. Like it's fucking insane. Like he's so much better than everybody every single year at hot dog eating contests and basically anything eating. And it, it's so hard, dude. You think like, yeah, I can just eat like whatever, but you know, dude, it's awful. First of all, you got to control your stomach and not spew it. And then the second thing is you also have to like eat as fast as you can. So there's some strategy, but in general, it's, it's just, he is completely different than anybody else. And I don't think there's anything people can do to train to be up to that. Like it's weird. No, he's on another doesn't he have, though, like, I thought he's got something with his stomach, though. Like, doesn't he have, like, an enlarged stomach or something like that? Like, he was born with something. Because you don't do what he's doing on a factory, like, just average, everyday stomach. There's no way. No, dude, I... We're talking just... No way. I'd never heard it. It makes me, you know, it's kind of like he's taking steroids for eating, though. If he has, like, some type of genetic advantage but at the same time how could he help it and also he found out that he was really fucking good at eating food too like that's a weird thing to just say yeah i'm gonna like be in the fucking hot dog eating contest every every like fourth of july that's not something people usually think about right away so like props to him man yeah for sure i mean i don't know yeah that's that's the real question right there like how does at what point does somebody just go you want what man i think uh i think professional eating
But hey, he found it. Good on him. So I'll ask you this question because I think I asked uh, my buddies and Ames the same question right after I thought of the whole Joey Chestnut being uh, an athlete that is so much more superior than the next best person in that sport. If you could do any sport in the world or hobby, anything like that, like what would you choose? Like if you could be really good at one thing, it doesn't even need to be a sport. Like what would you do? Just be like really good at one thing out there, man. Yeah, like insane at one thing. Because I know 100% what I'd be, what I want to be like really professional level at, but everybody's different. Man, I'm probably biased because I'm, I've got all these bad thoughts. Like I said, I missed that elk at 400 yards. <laughs> so like my, my unfun, my non, whatever, my, my legitimate answer would be marksmanship. Like be, just being an insane like American sniper, long range shooter, like to be able to hit any shot. Or that's my non-fun answer. But I think being able to delete a case of beer like Matt Carnes can. He has a gift. To be able to take a 24 rack of, or no, sorry, 30 rack of bush and sit down on on a couch at probably like 3 p.m. and smack that thing by 11 p.m. And then go to the bar and like buy four or five more. That's a gift. Dude, he uh yeah. he was he literally did it like he trained himself every single like weekend day. So like that would be Friday, Saturday, sometimes even more. He'd literally wake up and do the whole waking making bacon. Is that what they called it? They woke up, made yeah, bacon yeah. and they started drinking beer. Like that's that was insane. That was crazy. Yeah. I I did not have the balls to do that and I did a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think marksmanship is probably my legit answer, but like if it's if it's a skill or a hobby, it would just be deleting a case like Carmen's can. I mean, I don't have a barrel like he does. Like he can he can hold a few in there. I can't. I'm a skinny guy, but yeah, just being able to slap down a thirty rack of bush. Yeah, that's a talent. Mine that's was respected too. Mine was uh, skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's random, but like, imagine like Tony Hawk. He gets so much street cred, like, and he's also such a funny guy. Like, skateboarding is so hard, and I, I guess I don't have a good answer. And I, you kind of caught me off guard when you brought up like more hobby, hobby based. Like, I was thinking like hobby slash activity slash skill. Um, I wasn't thinking that way. That's pretty cool too. But mine would still probably be skateboarding because. That is pretty dope. Like when you're really good at that, like, I mean, that's kind of, oh, yeah. that's kind of dope. You just like shred the gnar a little bit. <laughs> Dude, my favorite show growing up, well, there was like a couple of them. My favorite shows growing up was Robin Big. This is like, I was pretty young. My brother, he's a couple years older than me. He watched that all the time and I would just always be in the background watching it. So Robin Big, Fantasy Factory. And ridiculousness, because Rob Deerdeck, if you know who that is. I know who that he, is. <laughs> yeah, dude, he is hilarious, dude. He, I don't know, I think, and he's a skater, obviously, and I, I respect that. Skating is one of the hardest things that you can do, yeah. I feel like. It's insane. To get to the top, like, you gotta be so good, and it takes a lot of repetition. You gotta be doing that all the time. I mean, people can be skillful at some stuff, but it's literally hand-eye coordination, so it's just continually training like all the muscles in your body to get 
so good that you can just do things muscle memory and not think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but if we're, I mean, going back on it, if we're talking, like, legitimate activity, I mean, obviously, I played golf in college, but I'm done with that. It would be racquetball. Oh, shit. That's cool. Badminton. Those two games, pickleball and racquetball, if you could just dunny in those, that would be... That'd be pretty nasty. That'd Dude, be pretty nasty. You'd fucking shred the senior citizen league. Just like old... Oh my God. Like do what Jake Paul's doing to old people in boxing and just do it some in pickleball. Like, exactly. Like what about it, old man? <laughs> oh. Anyways. Anyways. How about we uh, we try out our new segment? Headlines. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, did we even finish over the challenge, dude? We didn't even finish. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, in general, people can see it on the on the Twitter. Um, performance, I got just about halfway. But I don't know. Um, there's not too much to say. We talked about my prep. After that, it's just kind of going in and, I don't know, finishing the challenge. And I only got halfway, but I am kind of interested to, like, see what else is out there because – I'm at a sh- I'm at a point where I'm in really good shape and my metabolism's really high that I'm able to actually do like large chunks of food in like a healthy matter. I literally ran like I told you this multiple times, but I ran Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I didn't run Friday or Saturday. Saturday was competition day. That's right, I fucking said it. Competition day. It's game day. And then Friday I starved myself, so that wouldn't probably been very healthy if I actually like went out and. You know, ran when I wasn't even yeah. really eating. So, anyways, uh, yeah, let's let's try headlines. Then we can always go back to if we think of something else. Oh yeah, um, let's dive in. Let's dive in. Yeah, so we'll we'll say headlines uh, presented by DC Outdoors today. <laughs> for the best. Uh, yeah, for all your residential needs. If it's summertime, how about you uh, get yourself. A nice new patio. I mean, that everybody loves a new patio. Show off to the neighbors a little bit. Every and and di- when in danger, you know, in the winter time, get yourself uh, safe and sound by getting some de-icing on the you know front porch, anything around the house, um, sidewalks. What else? What else am I missing, Carson? It's like the best brand out there in Lakeville, Minnesota. So, man, we do it all, man. We do parking lots, everything. Everything. Liquid de-icing. Sustainable. So you... We do it all. You heard it here. Headlines today. Sponsored and presented by DC Outdoors. Alright, um, so basically headlines. I just found some like really obscure headlines and I'll just like name what the headline was. I'm not, I don't have a lot of backstory on it. To be honest, it's kind of funny if you don't have a ton of backstory on it anyways. I just uh, I want to hear your first thoughts after I say this headline, okay? All right. That's good. So it's just well, my response off of it. Got it. Got it. Exactly. So first headline: TSA handgun found inside raw chicken and luggage at airport. This was in Fort Lauderdale. Raw chicken. Yeah, he just basically shoved up the chicken's ass. <laughs> well, I mean, the thought, the, the real question I have is, you know, chicken. It's not very dense. Metal is pretty dense. Like the metal scanner is gonna find that, dude. Some people. <laughs> dude, why is but he bringing a chicken in, in an airport? Yeah, and that was in Georgia. 
No, it's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, Florida. Even yeah. Worse. That makes sense. That sounds like a Florida man activity. Actually, have you ever done the game where you put your birthday down and then you put Florida man? So, like, mine would be May 13th, 1998, Florida man. You ever yeah. play, You played that game? No, I haven't. What do I got to Like, what does it do? Does it show you what, who you are? Yeah. Do it. Do it while uh, while I'm talking. Basically, put your birthday to the exact year and then put Florida Man and then find the first article that pops up on Google. It's a game that I learned. Yeah. Yeah, I learned it about three months ago. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. What do you got? It's kind of sketchy. Nope, it has to be the first one, dude. What's your first one? First first one. All right, Florida Man jailed for four years for cyber-stalking victim. Dude, you fucking creepo, Carson. Sea dog, always up to no good. Yeah, dude, I might be teaching some people some stuff. I don't think it's like a super common game, but it's the first thing I thought of when I saw it was Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's hilarious. Next, uh, next headline. Yeah. Next headline. We got out of Germany: man bites police dog, woman punches officer. That's out of Berlin. Wait, hold on. Man bites police dog. Yep. He tried to eat the pup. Okay, so so there's there's a couple here. The dude goes after the dog. Yep. Foolish. And then the woman goes after the cop. Yep. I did check. They were hopped up. So they were uh they were on the drugs, you know. The psychedelics. Oh yeah. Probably on on the hashish or whatever it's called. But uh yeah, he he bit the dog. He was like trying to eat the meat. He was going Jeffrey Dahmer on that puppy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and and then the woman the woman came back. So this was like um, Bonnie and Clyde action. She just punched the police officer and he was going after the canine. Insane. What kind of canine they got, dude? I, I mean... I have I no idea. Like an Ameri- I, I think an American police dog and like... I think if you try to bite an American police dog, like one of those... Uh, Canines, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Yeah, dude. That thing's gonna bite you back. <laughs> yeah, that that motherfucker's gonna go sandlot on you. Like they train them different oh. in America. I mean, oh for sure. They yeah, like titanium teeth in some of those things, Miles, dude. I am, I am. I mean, I got ninety nine percent viewership in America, so I'm super patriotic. But I also show some love to the Philippines. They're the other one, like point one percent that watch this podcast. Dude, I fucking love it. Dude, I'm going to bet on the Philippines once soccer starts up. Like, I will put a future on the Philippines. It's it's like a calling. Oh, you have to. Dude, it's an automatic. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So. All right. Uh, next, next headline. Man charged with smuggling pythons in his pants at U.S. border. This was over in Albany, New York. Hold on. Yeah, dude, he put some pythons next to his python. <laughs> next week, Python. Yeah. Man, so you're telling me this guy had a snake in his pants coming in from that's coming in from the Canada side. Yeah, dude. What where how are you getting a python to Canada? Dude. Where's he I mean, he's flying that across the world. I don't even know where pythons come from. Isn't that like Africa? I don't even know. Dude, I have no idea. But, um, I thought they were down south though. I, I swore that they were closer yeah. to like the Mexico border, maybe over in Texas. But 
I, uh, no, dude, this dude in Albany, New York, I don't have any more backstory on it, but he had to have just grabbed, like, his beloved python. Also, can I, like, make a comment that I think if you have, like, a snake, I think that's really, you're kind of a fuck, dude. Like, you're kind of a weirdo if you have a snake anyways. Like, maybe you're into snakes and everything, but I just kind of genuinely think if you own a snake, you're kind of, I find you a little bit different. Well, you're sketched for sure. I mean, we're... We're absolutely just targeting a very specific group of people, but you know, if you want to know what I do, you got a snake, especially a python or like a constrictor, because I think a python's a constrictor, one of those ones that can choke you out. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking at you different, dude. I'm, I, I can't trust a snake. Literally a snake. Alright, I got it. But, go ahead. No, I go on because I was I'm kind of excited about this next one, so I was just really stoked to like bring it up. Oh man, the last thing I got to say about this Python incident is what if that thing wraps his Python? Like, because I think I think of a Python, I think of a constrictor, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure those are like the ones that like headlock their prey. Yeah, something like that. It just what like if he headlocks your Jimmy, dude. You lose all blood down there. You'll never get a boner again. <laughs> you just you lose all functionality. <laughs> it's over. It's gonna look like a mushroom the rest of your life. Oh, that'd be it's gross, over. dude. Straight up Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, dude. So here's this next one. Um, I'm gonna do something, and you gotta name what you think the object was. Okay. Woman caught at airport security with boyfriend's ashes concealed in a sex toy. This was in the United Arab Emirates. What was the sex toy? Oh. It's fucking funny, dude. I don't even know, dude. Is it like a... I want to say something that's kind of out there because it's... I don't know. Not out there, but something that's just... You wouldn't suspect. It's got to be... I don't know. Be like a whip or a choker or something. Nah, dude. It was a butt plug. And it wasn't for her. It was for him. Like, he used the butt no. plug. Yeah, no, he used the butt plug. Dude. No, so I know that there's a lot of, like, I don't want to get too weird on here, but, like, I know there's, like, some sensation for dudes down there, but he used the butt plug. It was, like, his own butt plug, and then she put his ashes in his sex toy, and she brought it into the United Arab. She's trying to go out of, like, Dubai or something. It was so weird, dude. What in the world? What is she expecting to do with it? I mean, she's, is she just going to... You know, claim it as her own. <laughs> you gotta put it through customs. Like, how much is this thing worth to you? Like, <laughs> it's a priceless item. It's somebody's ashes. That's <laughs> so weird, yeah. dude. Yeah, I don't know what she's yeah. going on a plane with it for. Like, I, okay, do your own thing. Like, some people are, like, kinkier than others, but she put it, like, in a butt plug, and she was trying to, like, bring it across countries. So I thought that was kind of fucked. Kind of funny, at least. Yeah, that is different. That is different right there. All right. Um, we'll do one more. I have a couple of them, but um, we'll just finish on this one because this one was funny. This is my favorite of the day. So this one says, "Man, eighty-six wants to rent your garden to strip naked as his is surrounded by houses." This is over in South Derbyshire, England. Wait, hold on, hold on. What was that? You gotta reread that. Alright, so man86 wants to rent your garden to strip naked. So he, he likes to be out by nature. He was like a nature guy, like 
uh, extreme nature guy that wants to like be naked in your garden yeah. and so he wants to rent your garden he wants to be like a tenant so people have gardens and he like basically put up a craigslist thing saying if you have a garden can i rent it because he wants to be like naked he basically said that he can't do it at his own garden because he got too many complaints because he's surrounded by houses mm. so he was getting uh yeah he was getting some complaints from the neighbors so he basically sat onto the internet to ask people to would you... yeah, hopefully he's not working with any like prickly plants. That's that's scary. <laughs> Dude, he's just bending over on cactuses. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, like, or you got those? There's those one weeds that are up here that are like they got the barbs that are like an inch long. You look at those things, Brian. They end up three inches into your finger. It'd be even worse if it ended up three inches into your willy. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm completely. I think that any action has a price that people will be willing to pay for at some point. Like, people will do just about anything for a price. How much would it cost for you to allow your garden for this dude just to, like, strip naked in it? Like, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Um, but it's, it's just really weird. Like, I would probably rent my thing out. I would rent my garden out for um, at least about half the price of a house. I mean, I don't have to look at him. It's just really weird. Like, I just have to accept that some weird shit's going on. If I had a garden, oh, but I have to go through the HOA. Hypothetically, if I had my own place in the country, I'd, I'd only do, I'd only make him pay like 500 bucks. Like, that's easy 500. And I basically just tell my kids to go downstairs. You're saying 500 bucks a month or a year? Like, I, about, if, if he's, if, if he's willing to pay 500 bucks per month, like, yeah, oh. I, I'd let him strip naked in my garden. Like, as long as I'm not going to, I mean, he'd probably be the only person that would get in trouble for being naked, even if it's in like a city. So yeah, I mean, what's I your price doing in the garden? Is he just rolling around? I guess. Yeah. That's, that's for him fine. to know. That's, that's not for yeah. me to know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he's doing, I mean, I guess. Don't eat the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. I'm instantly throwing $500 like on the second day of the month on like the the only game on. Like if it's literally like the Titans versus the Commanders, I'm going to throw the $500 on it. Literally, I didn't do shit. I just let a dude like stay in my driveway for a little bit and then go on like park his car in my driveway and then just go in a garden that I own and I just pretend nothing happens. Like I close the blinds. It's like super easy. You just basically play dumb. I feel like, I mean, if the dude's that connected to nature, I mean, I don't know what this guy's actually doing in the garden, but if he's that connected to nature, I mean, he might be, he might put, be putting out some fire, fire vegetables and fruit and stuff. I mean, you don't know. You'd eat it. You don't know. <laughs> You'd wow, eat it, dude. Right, right. <laughs> no, dude. I'm... Am I eating any of the carrots or the grapefruits? But maybe, I don't know. If he's got some fire apples or something like that, we'll see. Yeah, dude, that would, if he's like a special kind of kinky, like that apple, that's gotta, that's gotta hurt somewhere, I mean. <laughs> oh, man, you're right. Alright. Yeah, you're right, I'd have to harvest it myself, he's not there. There's something. Alright, Carson, that is uh, Headlines, presented by DC Outdoors. 
Um, let's move on. We got what's hot. Do you want to give me your what's hot for today? You said you have a couple. I have a couple too. No big deal. Yeah, I just kind of just changed my what's hot. What's hot is, I mean, I'm a big fan of snow. You know, a lot of people are, are going to envy that. You might do one of them, but like, yeah, I will. This is money making season. I like the snow. So that's, that's pretty hot, but what's not, and we were just talking about this, what, what's not is the fact that I can't, from the seat of my couch, hop on FanDuel Sports and slap down like 75 bucks on Justin Jefferson over on receiving yards. Like, I shouldn't be able to do that in Minnesota. It's been a lot. That's not a, not a thing. Dude, they make so much money because people love betting on the Vikings around here. Like, it's insane. Everybody finds a way to. Um, I know, so I think the main thing that's stopping Minnesota from doing it is, like, the Indian tribe casinos. Like, I think they don't like the idea of people being able to just gamble from their couch. So, in order to keep people coming in. And they have a lot of power in politics here, dude. It's, like, really insane. That's why... It, that's why for as blue of a state that this is, they haven't like legalized or allowed a regulated way of sports betting. The casinos hold a lot of ground around here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah the tribes, they have a lot of say. And I think it's just because there's so many of them, and they do, I mean, which is good, and they've got a lot of power, which, I mean, they should, I guess. Yeah. So, but it's also kind of a bummer, because, like, hey, I want to sit down on the couch, crack a beer in my own house, and throw money at Kirk Cousins in like, <clears throat> some racquetball game in South Africa or something. <laughs> Dude, I used to bet on China basketball, like during basketball season senior year. Um, mm-hmm. People would come over every once in a while, like illegally, because I'm I was not following COVID rules back in the day, um, but I'd have people oh, over right. and I'd literally, it, like we'd play like drinking games with cards and I'd be watching like a pie, I'd go on like jokergames.com or something and it would show like FIFA basketball or whatever, FUBU, Phoebe, FIBA, I don't know what it's called, dude, it's European basketball and it'd be like the Shanghai Sharks playing somebody. And I would just, it's literally playing roulette. I just bet the point spread on one of them, and then we'd all, like, cheer for it. So those were the days. That's also where I didn't bet that much. I, like, I got super stoked, and I got super into it, but I was just a college kid, so I didn't really put a lot of money on. But honestly, when you're getting paid $7 an hour in Decorah, Iowa, like, a $10 bet felt like a lot, you know? So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, especially when that's something you don't follow. Yeah. No, dude, jerseys play a big part in sports, and I totally believe that. Like jersey games are a real thing. If a if somebody posts a, a really sweet picture of them, like in their football unis for today, because you know how that goes. If if you have Twitter or Facebook, they will reveal what they're wearing either the day of or a couple days before, and I'll be like, Yeah, that's a mean, sick like uniform. Like, they're going to play yeah. good. It's, it's a look-good, feel-good thing, and I think that's huge in sports. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right, mine... Like, I'm just oh. saying, when you don't know them, like, you're watching Chinese basketball or whatever, like, yeah, dude, Sharks got it, but you have no idea what they... You just like, you just like the red in their jersey or whatever they're rocking. I'll be honest, I usually just picked, like, a city I knew. I thought they'd be bigger or better if they, like, came from a bigger city. <laughs> they so. got more funding. I don't know, dude. <laughs> they got... They got more funding. <laughs> I, I gave it like my college try and just ran with it. Yeah, oh heck yeah. 
I have a, a what's hot. It's uh, Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon's quest to repopulate the earth continues. <laughs> um, did you hear? No, dude. Oh, dude. Come on. Don't don't highball it. It's only twelve. But um, it's this is the fun part about it. Uh, quote unquote. We have baby news from the Cannon family. A mere week after Alyssa Scott revealed she and Cannon were having another baby, Abby De La Rosa has confirmed that she too is germinating another Cannon seed. Bringing his total child count to 12. Why do I know who that is? Who is that lady? Anne LaRosa or whatever. I, I actually don't know. She's probably a model. She's really attractive. I think so. It sounds right. It's probably why I know her. Yeah. I think... <laughs> didn't he, like, used to have... Didn't he have a kid with, like, Mariah Carey or something, too? Or somebody like that? Yeah, I haven't been keeping up on his... Uh, his <laughs> it's hard sexual to. Endeavor, but I think, yeah, I mean, he's got so many of them. So the crazy thing is he had an announcement with one girl and then literally seven days later he had a, a new announcement with a different girl. So I know he's like a player, but like he's popping out babies just as fast as I'm popping out podcasts. Literally. Yeah, dude. That's a week. Find a week. I know, dude. I'm just ready for next week. Like, like who's coming <laughs> up? Yeah. Nobody's safe. <laughs> No, no one's safe. No one's safe. <laughs> he is like a really funny guy, and he's he's a really he's a pretty good looking black guy. Like we can admit that. Like a, no homo, but like he's kind of a he's kind of a hot dude, you know. Absolutely, um, you can't take that like, away from him. Multiple girls, multiple kids. Like there's a reason he's up to twelve right now. But at the same time, like if you remember Philip Rivers, he used to play quarterback for like the Chargers back in the day. He had like nine kids, and it was kind of funny watching his like primetime games because they literally like there'd be like Patrick Mahomes on one of them who's like a young kid not married um literally probably about 23 years old at the time and he'd be going up against Philip Rivers and they give like all the statistics against each other and right at the bottom they'd have to like say kids like it was literally something every network did like they'd say passing yards passing touchdowns um, yards after catch, blah, 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 QBR at the bottom kids. And it'd be like Patrick Mahomes zero, like Philip Rivers nine. Like it was, it was an ongoing joke. They did it every single game. Philip Rivers was known for that. That's insane. Yeah. They, they, they show his family in the stands and it's taken up an entire section. Yep. Dude, he's, he's got it. Like he just, he couldn't stop. He, all he knew was how to throw yeah. a football and how to have kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's dog in the week material. I mean, oh, he's yeah. got the dog in um, I also saw another thing. Pete Davidson's now dating Emery, I might butcher this name, but Emily Rajoks, Rajoski. She, Rajowski? I yeah, think. you see that? Yeah, that's not that today. Yeah, she's, she, yep. Good for that's Pete. It. Dude, Good he's, for him. God, dude, I just, I never understand. I've asked so many girls that, like, what is it? And I, I hear funny um, but I'm funny. Why am I not dating Kim Kardashian, Emily Ratoski? Like, I don't get it, dude. Like, I even got the hair. Like, my dad did me one good thing, and he, like, gave me pretty good hair. And I try to run with it, but jokes aren't enough these days, Carson. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> but he's also, he's, he's also cycling through, so it's not like he's finding the, like, the, the one. Yeah. Not that he wants to find the one. No, dude. 
Dude, yeah, keep slamming hot girls, dude. Like, literally, just yeah, get a new one every single three months. He's continue that pace. He's on a record year right now. Good for him. Yeah. I, I guess I can't. Yeah, there's no smack talk to be had. Good for him. He's cycling him out. I mean, yeah, Emily's, Emily's good looking. So, uh, yeah, he, he's not in a bad spot. Although, he did have, didn't he have to get, like, a tattoo removed? <laughs> we, like, did, come on. You heard that from here, didn't you? You heard that from this pod, didn't you? Like, I, I bring out all the breaking news. Maybe. I, I remember, yeah, it could have been from here, but that was kind of a big deal. I think I maybe yeah. saw that on Instagram, some meme, some dude ripping him apart. Like, imagine getting somebody's name tattooed and then removing it, like, under... It was, like, only a couple months later. Dude, he's trying to go clean... Sh- he's, like, trying to get rid of all of them, like, periodically. That was the goal. At least that's what he said at one oh. point. He might just be getting rid of that, and he might, like, decide not to get rid of all the rest. But for right now, last I heard, he was trying to, like, clean up everything. So... I feel like that could be a cover, though. Like, yeah, okay. You yeah. You got tail tuck. You got somebody's name tattooed. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to tell the media that I'm getting rid of all of them. But he's actually just going to get rid of a few and then yeah. replace it with... Emily now or something. <laughs> get rid of like Ariana's like engagement tattoo. <laughs> get get yeah, something new on. Uh, do you have a what's not? Well, what's not hot? I'll yeah. be honest, dude. Christmas music. That's not it yet. It's uh, it's not even Thanksgiving. I love Christmas music, but like, man, we got to give it a couple more weeks. We got to give it a couple more weeks. I don't know, dude. I uh. I I kind of disagree with that. I like Christmas music. I mean, I don't go to the malls that much. In fact, I usually do my Christmas shopping from Amazon and stuff like that. I guess call me a, a Gen Zer, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit, but I I just feel like it's easy. So like, I don't get all the like shit that people talk about when they go to the mall and they're like, they hear all I want for Christmas is you twenty three times, or here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus. But like, I like it. Like right now. I wouldn't mind, like, if I put on, like, a ton of clothes, walk around for just a little bit and listen to current Christmas music or something. Like, I like it. It kind of gets me in the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like it, too. It's just, yeah, you can only hear so much, who is it, like, Mariah, Mariah Carey, right? <laughs> She's just got that one album, and it bangs. It bangs. Yeah, but no, I get it. You can only hear that so many times. I get it, but at the same time, I... I kind of like it. Tis the season. I I think McKinley got on here one of my first episodes, and he was talking about how like Christmas lights were already coming up, and I, I get it. Like people don't like it. Like Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet, but but at least at least give them December. December that whole month like gets a a free pass. You know they get a they get a hall pass for one whole month because December literally is Christmas and I'm even okay getting into like the middle of January right now though now that there's snow on the ground I mean I, I kind of give them the pass but I'm like a nice guy and everything not everybody's a nice guy like me I could I could I could be persuaded I feel like like you're saying first snow as long as it's post Halloween. First snow, yeah. then then you can you can go find your uh, man. What am I thinking? I'm trying to think of some of those other big time, like Point of Grace or whatever. Whoever whoever gets you going when it comes to Christmas music, you can go find those albums, pull them out, dust them off. But man, if it's pre pre November and it hasn't snowed yet, 
keep that Christmas music out of here. But because we got the first snow and it's like middle of November, so maybe it's not quite the maybe it is hot. Maybe it is hot now. I don't know. Point taken. Point taken. Um, so mine is kind of a potential development. I have a what's hot. What I saw it on Instagram reels. I'm not a TikTok guy. I actually am like anti TikTok. Um, because I think that Gen Zers are so addicted to TikTok. It's actually insane. My sister literally only sends me TikToks throughout the day. Anyways, I saw it on Instagram reels and it was, uh, from New York city. And basically it was saying, uh, professional parking narking in New York city might become a thing with a bill that's going through. Yeah, no, for real. Um, so in a recent bill in process, allows a citizen to take a picture of an illegally parked car in New York City and get 25% of the parking fine for their help. Um, so just to put this into perspective, I looked up like New York City parking bill, which is, or parking fines, which are much more than I'm used to. Like I park illegally quite a bit um, and I've only anticipated like a $25 bill maybe. Um, for New York City, because it's so congested, it's between 45 and 125 bucks. And that means that somebody could literally ride around on their bike and get about $10 to $31 per submission if the police gets there in time. That's a job, dude. That's literally a job. That is a, that is a full-on job, dude. I feel like, yeah. I also feel like, I mean, it could be a job if you're really good at it, but I feel like everybody would just be, because everybody's already on their phones. Like, they would just see a car and they would just feast on it. They'd be like, all right, that dude's dude's parked wrong. Dude, I don't like the idea of, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, old-fashioned, but, like, I don't really like narking. Like, I like the idea of, like, citizen solidarity-ish. Like, things happen, and, like, people move, and you, like, just have to, you want to park somewhere close, and... Like you want to get your stuff out. Like there's reasons why people just park somewhere quickly. Most of the time it's because they're going to be in and out in a span of minutes. And somehow people always find a way to get a parking ticket. I hate it. Like that's literally my least favorite thing in the world is parking tickets. And now they're like making it extremely hard. And I get it. Like there's a whole congestion thing and we don't understand it being in Minnesota, even though we're like in a big city, like New York city is just insane. Like literally you should, you honestly shouldn't have a car in New York city, but if you do like, you want to be able to park somewhere quick. I don't know, dude. I, I thought that was wild. And I, I didn't like the idea of like people just making a living off of riding a bicycle around and taking pictures of people to get them in trouble. Like, I don't know, dude. I feel like it's just like, it's almost like, I see it as like un-American. It's like you're telling on your your fellow countrymen, you know, it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, we're dude. trying to, we're all trying to dodge. We're all trying to dodge. You know, we don't want to get tickets. Yeah, dude. That's a hefty fine, dude. 40, 45 bucks at the minimum. Like that's at the minimum. Uh, sometimes it gets up to triple digits. And sometimes people are literally just parked for a couple minutes. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, I just, I want to get into the bank really quickly to draw some money. And somehow when you look away in the span of a couple minutes, they're just, on the like in New York City too, they have a ton of police just just in that particular part of like um, finding parking. people. Yeah, parking. They literally it's just parking. That's all they do. So they're on. That's their job is to like manhunt these like illegal parkers, no matter the time limit. It's it's insane, dude. And I just it would be weird if that law passes. Um, it hasn't yet, but it's in 
it's in the works, so we'll see more about that. But I, I think that's a that's a not kind of take. That is not hot at all. Yeah, that is not hot. I mean, love in the fact that we. I feel like we're seeing a different, like, we, New York is like a different country, dude. I should say New York City. From what I know, I got cousins that live out there, and they're like, it is so much different. They come here for the state fair, Minnesota State <laughs> Fair every year. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's crazy how much more, like, relaxed it is here. And they're going to the state fair, like, the busiest time of the year for Minnesota, probably, arguably, like, in the cities, one of the busiest times. And they're like, yeah, it's just so much more relaxed. That's what they're saying. It's like, are you kidding me, dude? This is, this is hectic for us. But they're coming from New York, so I don't know. People are just different out there. People are just different out there. Those New Yorkers just like to take the cookies and run. What is it, Sweet Martha's cookies over at the State Fair? Dude, literally, they would get they'd buy like two bu- two buckets of those bad boys, and then they would, they would eat a whole bucket there, and then bring two of them back to New York. Up. I think you can get the dough now, though, too. I don't know. Yeah, I, think you can. I could see that, but honestly, the way they do it is remarkable. There's no reason I'd want to like try to do what they do really well. I'd rather just like pay a little bit more and get like the cookies in full. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I'll be honest. I haven't been to the fair in probably two years now, and I'm now you're talking about those cookies, and I'm I'm craving them. Those things are when you get the bucket just heaped with them. Oh, that's <laughs> that's tough to beat. Dude, I've never been to the fair. I haven't been to the fair once. I just hear about it all the time. Like, it's, it's such a Minnesota thing. Literally, I got a haircut, and I heard all about the fair. Like, I felt like in that 30-minute haircut at Great Clips, they told me enough to know about the fair for, like, a lifetime. People love yeah. it here. Dude, it's – I mean, you know, you, you, you know how I operate, but, like, the fair was cool, but it's kind of, like, it's kind of gotten a little sketchy. Like, there was a shooting there like, this year. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have too much of an interest to go other than, like, for literally St. Martha's Cookies. And, <laughs> yeah, so they have the equipment. Hey, dude, I, I mean, I run equipment, so, like, they have all, like, the new machinery, and I think that's cool, too, but yeah, it's dude. just not worth, like, that hassle of parking, of... People yeah, take just, the bus, I hear. Um, most of the time, people just take the bus or the the trains or light rail, whatever. Keep Joe in business. I don't know. Joe work, yeah. Our buddy Joe works on the light rails around here, by the way, for cheap cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about sports. How about that? Uh, that is what's hot, what's not. Uh, should I – how about a little bit of college football? Does that sound yeah, good, I mean, Carson? I'll, I'll be here. I mean, I, didn't follow, I don't follow it much, but I will say this. You know, I'm a Minnesota boy. I think the Hawkeyes, they had they had pretty nasty uni this week with that American flag on the helmet. Oh yeah, dude. You were uh we were watching it at your place. So we had the what was it? We had the mother of all burgers attempt, and then we went back, which was right in time for the Hawkeye Wisconsin game. I, I am go- actually let's just start there. The Big Ten West is insane right now. So you saw, Carson, you saw a little bit of the Iowa Wisconsin game and with Iowa winning that and Illinois losing we now have a four-way race at the top of the west division of the Big Ten we have Illinois at four and three in the conference Iowa at four and three Purdue as well and Minnesota the Gophers what they're at four and three too and believe it or not Iowa faces Minnesota this next week so we will have somebody staying we will have one team dropping lower this next week. Like, it will officially happen. 
certainly because no, not I mean I there's no ties possible in college football so it's there's a lot shaken up on the Big Ten West right now it's kind of fun to watch um yeah so right now we have all that running through on the other side we have more of the top heavy of the Big Ten we have what was it Michigan and Ohio State both undefeated and both in the playoffs. That's going to be interesting because with the um, college football playoffs right now, we have Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, um, Michigan at three, and TCU at four. And right afterwards, we have Tennessee at five. And what makes the Tennessee bit the Tennessee um, situation so big is Ohio State and Michigan play each other the last game of the year, and Tennessee has lost one game all year, and that's to the number one team in the college football playoffs who's also undefeated. So we know that Ohio State or Michigan will not go undefeated. However, you have to start looking into things. If Tennessee's able to win out and one of and, it, and we're able to see like a close game between Ohio State and Michigan, and the winner of that game and that matchup ends up winning the Big Ten, it's like a tussle between the loser of that rivalry matchup with Michigan and Ohio State and Tennessee. And right now, you can tell Tennessee's beating the shit out of teams. I think they scored 66 points against the team that was ranked in the People's Top 10 last week. And I know the People's Top 10 is just a Vegas pick, but statistically, um, Missouri has not given up many points this year. And they gave up 66 versus Tennessee. So they do look like one of the best four teams in there. But the way that Michigan has been so physical in beating up on teams, and Ohio State has been more of a sexy version of it, this is going to be really interesting. Those are the top five right now, and I don't see there being anybody in the playoffs outside of those top four. Um, or top five, but things can happen. The SEC is very unpredictable, and TCU at number four, they are underdogs every single week. I'll talk about them more in just a second, but the college football playoffs are really shaping up interesting right now. Uh, There's a lot to go. Georgia has to win out, but even if they lose a game, I think they're in good contention to still stay in there. I think they are arguably easily the best team unless they throw in like two losses somehow, which I don't think is going to happen just the way they've been playing recently. But Michigan, yeah, they've been playing physical. They beat um, Nebraska. I get it. It's Nebraska and they were at the big house, but they beat them 34 to three. Very physical, great defense, and they're playing great team ball. Georgia kicked the shit out of Mississippi State. TCU... Let's talk about TCU right now because that was the late game. That was a primetime game right around 7 o'clock. I got – actually, Carson, I got uh, I got home right in time to watch this game, and I was so tired from eating that I fell asleep like during the third quarter, and then I woke back up right as the game was ending. I had money on the line for TCU to cover 7.5, and, and they won the game by 7. Every single week, Vegas is very – they're not very horny for the horn toes. I think that's the best way to say it. They don't believe in them. And I don't think a lot of teams are really buying into TCU right now. Um, it was college game day at Austin, which is Austin, Texas. And for some reason, I get there away and it's at Texas, but seven points for a team that's in the top five, that's, that's not, that doesn't happen a lot. The only time it's really happened this year was when Tennessee was playing Georgia. 
And I guess, well, they weren't top five when they played Alabama, but when they played Georgia, they were like nine-point underdogs or something. And that was, that was understandable because Georgia was the number one team in the nation. But it's very odd to see a team in the college football playoffs continually be touchdown, touchdown underdogs. And let me look at this next line. They made the people's top 10 again this next week, and they're underdogs at Baylor. So Baylor, another team, they're still two-point underdogs at this point in time. I really wonder if that's going to change as the week goes on, spreads and lines change, but they opened up as two-point underdogs, and I think that's just insane. People isn't, don't. Uh, isn't TCU? Aren't they undefeated right now? Yeah, they're, they're undefeated. They, they are. I think it's ten and zero right now. They. Yeah, that's what it is. And every single week they're underdogs, and I get it. The Big Twelve, you just have this feeling that they're going to beat each other out of a college football playoff spot, just as the Pac-12 did, but. The Horned Toads, you'd think they'd be favorites at least. Like against Baylor, even if it's at Baylor, you'd think they'd be like two and a half point favorites. And that's even being, you know, you got to respect an undefeated team a little bit, and they are not getting much, especially with yeah. the AP Top 25. Man, I got a couple friends that are down there, and <laughs> what I'm seeing on what I'm seeing on some posts, I mean, they got a following. The team's the team is supported. So, they. I mean, so they've been an offensive juggernaut this week uh, or this year. And in the past week, they had tremendous defense. So it was interesting to see them pull out and grind out a win when it was under 20 points for each team. Like that was, that was really good to see. And I feel like that should have been enough to kind of at least let Vegas feel like they're a solid team, but they're still underdogs moving into their Baylor game. And they should go undefeated this year. Baylor is going to be a tough one, but after they get through Baylor, they play at Ames. And I just have a feeling that they're going to get through the hard part of their schedule undefeated, and then somehow Iowa State's going to fuck it up for the Big 12 to get a gig inside the college football playoffs. Like, they're that kind of team. They're not, I don't think Iowa State's that good. And in fact, it's interesting because Iowa, the last two years, have lost to Iowa State, and... Uh, did we lose to them last year? I, I, maybe we didn't, but anyways, it just it's weird. It seems like a trend where Iowa will lose to Iowa State and they'll end up having a better year. Like, we actually have turned it around, and yes, we're not sexy at all. We're not playing, like, fun football, but they're winning games and they're playing good enough. And Iowa State, I get it, they're in a deep conference where there's a lot of good teams, but... I don't know, man. Um, you think they'd be doing better than they are right now, especially with a great coach. And I think Matt Campbell is a good coach, but they got some things to turn around, and pretty much at this point they're looking to next season. So. Yeah, I mean, all I know is TCU, TCU they might be underdogs, but they got the dog. I'm, they got the dog in their name. So. They're the they horny need. toads, baby. They're horny for yeah. some victories. They're horny for the college football playoffs. They're... Yes, sir. Well, one more thing I'll note about is there are two nine and one teams from the ACC that I have. That is, it's interesting. Their only loss is to a solid team. No, it's not a one loss to Georgia, but you don't see their name. At, they've been a very quiet media team this year. 
North Carolina, I've talked about them multiple times this year. I think they're one of the most fun teams to watch. They score a lot of points, and they've been able to win. They're only losses to Notre Dame. And then you have Clemson. They, uh, they're they a 9-1 team, too, and they're not even getting talked about in the playoff playoffs anymore. They're only losses to Notre Dame, too. Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, are, they pretty much single-handedly cost two, two ACC teams a potential at, you know, going to the college football playoffs. It's been very weird because Notre Dame's a good team. Yeah, they're not the as they're not as good as they usually are when they make the playoffs the past couple, you know. They've made it multiple times in the past five years, but this year they're a little bit down, but they still are a quality team and beat two ACC teams, and you don't hear anything about UNC or Clemson. At least I haven't. So that's I just want to give a shout-out to those two teams because – I get it. The ACC is not as sexy as the Big Ten. It's not as sexy as the uh, SEC, but it, it has solid football games, and they've been winning for the majority. I mean, everybody screws up one Saturday, and things happen. But good teams, and they're not getting the love that I feel like they should be. All right. Let's move on. We have the People's Top 10. I am super excited to present this to you this week. It's week 12. So this is the best 10 teams in Vegas, a.k.a. the People's Top 10 for week 12. The people have spoken, the board has reviewed, and the council has approved. You like that, Carson? A little bit of bars? That was was smooth. That was nice. A little bit of bar action. Dude, I should be a battle rapper like Roan off my favorite (laughs) podcast. All right. Anyways, we have at number one, TCU, Texas Christian University. Start getting horny for the Horned Toads because they have been 8-1-1 at the spread. Last week, they beat Texas in Austin 17-10 as 7.5-point underdogs. They are now in the college football playoffs. What? As of uh, next week, they go to Baylor, and they are two-point underdogs, as stated earlier. At number two, we have out of Texas again, we have Houston, 9-1 and one at the over. These, this team knows how to put up points. Last week, they beat Temple 43-36, to where the point total was only 56. Seems a little low for this type of team. Next week, they go to Eastern Carolina University, where the point total is a more respectable 67. Um, Just so you know, Carson, 67 is a fuck ton of points. I mean, people shouldn't be putting up. That's that's a lot of points. (laughs) I feel like that's a trap game. I, I really hope that spread and those total points go down because they're making it really hard. Because literally, you'll notice if you've listened to all the people's top 10 over the past multiple weeks if you lose a game or if you don't cover in a week you're literally out of the people's top 10 because everybody has only had two losses in this whole entire it's so easy not to cover two just the dynamics of football anyways moving on number three the what the wildcats out of kentucky nine and one at the under under now yes i know they lost to vanderbilt yes i know vanderbilt's really bad I do not care. They lost 21 to 24 in an embarrassing loss where it was, I believe, 46. I forgot to put down that point total. Anyways, 
They statistically got the under once again. The under Kings currently at nine, at three. Um, next week, they play Georgia in a point total. That's 49 and a half. Two defensive juggernauts. I think that's a really high oh, really high under for that. So I would love the under on that. I actually think Kentucky, given that TCU and Houston blow up, they might be moving their way up because I really like that number with Georgia. Anyways, number four, we have a new team that moved all the way up to number four given a lot of people's um, movements within um you know, the people's top 10. Colorado State. No, it's not because Col- Carson just went to Colorado. It's because these boys are 8-1-1 one, one at the under. How did this team sneak under our radar with only one loss at the under? Beats me, but last week they lost 13-14 to 14 in a barn burner to Wyoming. Total points was 42. That does not seem like a problem when you can't even get to 15 each. Next week, yeah, I know. Next week, what's that? Okay. Next week they play at Air Force. Point total is currently forty-four. That seems really high, especially with Air Force, because last week I bet on them to go over when it was like thirty-seven, and they hit it at like thirty-eight. It was fucking awesome. That's a lot of points. I love the under on that too. Not enough to bet it yet, but we'll see how I feel when it comes to like Friday, Saturday. Number five, unfortunately, Tulane is now from number one to number five after losing last week to UCF in a 31 to 38 ball game when they were favorites by one point. I did bet my own money on that. I love the idea of keeping the green wave rolling. My favorite joke so far, well, Favorite kind of joke has been the red wave, the blue wave. I'm only talking about the green wave, Carson. Currently 8-2 and two at the spread. Those boys dropped a little. Next week, they play versus Southern Methodist University, a.k.a. SMU, and they are currently three-point favorites. At number six, we have the University of Connecticut. What? The Huskies from the East Coast? Somehow they brought their way up to number six with a 9-2 and two at the spread record. Last week, they beat Liberty 36-33 to as 13.5-point underdogs. They won outright as double-digit underdogs. That's insane. Um, really good on their part. And just to give you some information and more context, Liberty, the team they just beat, beat... Arkansas the week before. Pretty solid team. I know. Um, also, they're six and five now, and they're bowl eligible. Big news. They're be they're going to be able to play another game later on. Um, anyways, next week they go play Army, where they're ten point underdogs. Seems like a lot, and I am guessing that's going to be a low scoring game. So that feels like a lot of points. At number seven, we have Rocky Top, Tennessee. At number seven. 8-2 and two at the spread. They beat Mizzou in large fashion, 66-24 as 18.5-point favorites. Next week, they go at South Carolina as 21.5-point favorites. A lot of points, but they've been outstanding lately. At number 8, we have Memphis. They did not cover the over last week, but they 
are eight and two at the over so far. Last week they beat Tulsa twenty six to ten with sixty two and a half points on the line. That was a subpar performance and moved them from number three. But they stand in strong at number eight, so good for them. Next week they play North uh, North Alabama sixty two sixty two and a half points on the line there. Number nine we got the Beavers. You like some Beaver Carson? I don't know if we're talking about the Midgey State, but. Nope. Hell no. We're talking about Oregon State over there. Currently eight and two at the spread. Last week they beat California thirty-eight to ten as eleven-point favorites. Next week they traveled to Arizona State University, aka Frat Central, as seven and a half point favorites. Beaver time, baby. Up to number nine. Moving to number 10, we have a little bit more Pac-12 love. Washington State, a.k.a. Wazoo, 8-2 at the under so far this year. Last week, they beat Arizona State 28-18 with the total points being 59.5. Wazoo has finished out this week's People's Top 10. Congratulations to anybody who made it. Uh, I will put out a, a new thing later. Um, a tier thing. I kind of did a ranking last week, Carson, and I thought it was super cool. You ever heard a tier maker where you can kind of like post pictures and give like rankings with like their team logo? No, I haven't. I have. Well, I started to do that and it was pretty sweet. Um, but I think I'm giving my computer a shit ton of viruses each time I do it. Like <laughs> I was doing it a little bit before you called me. And I'm, I am fucking up my computer, dude. I'm probably going to need a new computer after all the movies and games that I stream on here. And now that I'm doing some weird stuff, dude, I, I think I'm getting viruses on this thing. But long as it will make a podcast for the people, we'll be good for the time being. So. Oh, yeah. S- speaking of the, the heavy numbers, the big numbers, big scores, did you see this? I, you know, I don't follow. Definitely, I think this is high school. Oh shit! Did they beat a team by like a hundred points again? Yeah, I thought I, maybe it could have been last week, but I saw on like Barstool Sports yeah. that they won a game like ninety-three to zero. Some some Canadian team they beat. Um, or something like that. yeah. Do you remember Cole Schneider? I think from the tennis team. Yes. He yep. he like is a tennis coach over at IMG. It's a really big academy. Like basically, they're only there for sports at this point. People don't give a fuck about academics there. Literally, all you do is they get the best recruits every year. They play one or two years there, their junior and senior year, and then they go on to like the best D one, you know, best D one schools out there for their respective sport. It's a breeding ground for college sports. So, no, I saw that. That was neat. There was somebody from my high school. I I believe from my high school that ended up going down there, girl, for uh, women's soccer, and I, I. Think she's I don't, I actually don't follow her anymore, but there's a chance she's on like Team USA or whatever. That cool. that academy's legit, but oh shit, that, yeah. But that poor football team from Saskatchewan or whatever they got. <laughs> That's the funniest part. It was a Canadian team playing like yeah. American football. So the best players in America, arguably the best high school in America, um, was playing. A Canadian team. I thought that was funny. The way that we had no breaks on it, too. We just ran up the score. 
And, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade at Luther football, but, you know, they're, they're, they're feeling it because I think that team's last win was in 2019. Brother, they won this weekend. Did, wait, hold on. First win. First win all season. I think first win in multiple years. They won. No joke. I saw it because okay. Joe Jersak Joe, uh, tweeted about it. And if he didn't tweet about it, honestly, it would have slipped my radar. I don't really follow him that much. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, then, then you know, more power to them. They're just like Luther. Luther got a they got a win this year. Last win was probably about 2019 too. So they're they should play each other. See how it stacks up. <laughs> oh, dude, they kicked the shit out of Luther. I think. I mean, they're probably still a really good academy. I don't think you realize how good IMG is. Like, IMG would beat Luther the same way. They're so fucking good. They have literal team. They have players that are literally ready to start on SEC football programs or Big Ten football programs. Like, those are the best players in the nation at high school level. Yeah, that's insane. I wonder how they would stack up against, like, a really good Texas school. I mean, I'm sure they would still win. Because they're getting the best recruits probably from those Texas schools. Um, yeah, I yeah. think I think IMG's a Florida school, right? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I think that there's going to be some really competitive teams down in Texas, but I'm going to take a guess. I don't know the rankings. I don't follow high school like that, but I think IMG can probably play with just about anybody at that level. They're really I'm fucking sure. good. That makes sense, dude. Crazy. But yeah, I have to throw that in there because I remember seeing that Hell yeah, dude. Those teams will probably be playing for, uh, in the next year or two, they'll probably be playing for teams making the people's top 10 in the future, yeah, too. So, Oh, quick shout out. Thanks for reminding me. The people's top 10, we have a big announcement over at Untitled. I will be continuing the people's top 10 into college basketball. It will be a week or two because there isn't much you can go off in Vegas until more games are in the book. But within the next two to three weeks, we will start the people's top 10 for college basketball as that starts shaking up. So that will give us some more talking points and it will give us a chance to recognize teams that are performing well against Vegas. So big, big topic. Yeah, that's uh, awesome news. Excited yeah, to announce that. It's a good segment there, dude. Yeah, dude. I, dude, I, uh, I'm excited about it. I, uh, I get really excited for Sundays because I wake up and before NFL starts, I'm immediately starting to research this team, these teams. And then what I do is I take into account how everybody did. I take into account what everybody's been telling me on social media. I bring all those teams over to the, the TDF3 Corp council. They review it and they approve and finalize. So yeah, it's super corporate, dude. It's very official. I like it. But I do get excited for Sundays because that's my my time to personally review and then take into account everybody's uh you know everybody's voice. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Yeah, multiple multiple uh, levels of management go through it all. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and that is the people's top ten. And now moving forward into the NFL a little bit. Got it. The first game of the day came over in Munich, Germany with Seattle versus the Buccaneers in a pretty fun one. To get into the Germany culture and to talk a little bit more about the game, I'm going to bring the mic over to our representative and our correspondent over in Munich, Germany, Alexander Moeller. 
Thank you very much, Travis. This is Alexander Müller. Over the past weekend in Munich, Germany, we've had a very electric game versus uh, the Buccaneers and the Dirty Birds over from the Washington State. Early on, my, my favorite play quarterback named Tom Brady had a killing giving the ball over to Lenny Fournette and to Rashard White. Early on, the Dirty Birds defensive line could not hold. They gave up way too many rushing yards, and 14-0 was the score to the Tampa Bay Dirty Bird game at the halftime. Early on, the most electric play happened, which Jason Myers had a 55-yard field goal to bring the game to 14-3. Over in Munich, Chris Godwin had another four-yard pass from my favorite quarterback, Tom Brady, and Ryan Sukup came in and had the biggest kick. It was an extra point, and it went right between the yellow uprights. Later on, the whole Germany crowd was electric, singing Country Roads, Take Me Home, and the most patriotic thing ever. Not only were we singing Country Roads, Take Me Home, but we were celebrating with some sausage, some strudel, and some rush beer. And not the silly root beer, silly sugary popover in the Americas. We were having real alcoholic beer, Rush beer, a staple of the German culture. To end the game, Jagino Smith came back and had a ton of success, bringing the game back to 21-16. However, he angered the German crowd, and we were yelling because they did not go for two points. We were enjoying our Rush beer, and we were very angry with the Peter, the coach of the Dirty Dirty birds. Tom Brady got the ball back. 21-16. Iced them. Gave it to his running backs. And the Tom Brady, our favorite quarterback over in Germany, was able to seal the deal. Electric atmosphere over in Munich, Germany. Amazing game. Back to you, Travis. All right, we're back live from Minnesota. We got a brand new correspondent. His name was Alexander Moeller. We're adding some more staff. That's pretty exciting, isn't it, Carson? Oh, that was excellent. That was excellent. Alexander, he's, he's got his stats down. He's got it down. You can tell he's from, uh, he's from Germany. Yeah, they do love their field goals. He did say that they weren't punting or kicking very much, and that was a bit of a concern to the fans over there overseas, but... For us, what seems like a simple play, I mean, they, they have a whole ass sport about that football, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, like uh, you know, that was definitely what I practiced most for this podcast. Um, I was on YouTube looking up German accents, having a little bit of fun doing that. So, uh, you want to rate that quick? One out of ten? I don't think it was as good as my practice rounds. Kind of came up fast for me, if I'm being honest. No, I think, um, to be honest with you, I mean, the, the crowd knows it's take two on some of this stuff here. <laughs> yeah, it is. That was, that was better. That was good. Actually. I was going to give the last round a five, five and a half out of ten. I'm going to give that one a six and a half. Yeah. Dude, oh. 
how about we let's just be up front really quick. So it's not giving feedback right now, is it? No, we're good. Okay. It's clear. Can you hear me clear now? Oh yeah. No, we're good. So stop me right away if there's feedback. So just for the whole transparency, we did everything up to the people's top 10. We had to stop one time to be able to get a charger earlier. And we did a whole 40 minute segment talking about the NFL and feedback was going crazy. So stop me right away if there's feedback because we just blew 40 minutes and now we got to redo the whole NFL segment. But Carson's about to hear me do the same thing twice. And do you think that was better than the first time I did the German accent? Because I thought I kind of fucked it up the second time. I think I was... Well, you, you went after it more. That's, that's what I liked is you, you, the tenacity on that second round. It was better. You could tell... You know, obviously that accent's not perfect, but it, you, you went for it. And I think that's what made it sound better. Even, even though it wasn't, you know, true, you know, straight out of Munich. Z- that, was, that was straight out of Munich, Germany. Straight out of yeah. Munich, Germany. I'm having a strudel while actually filming this the podcast. But no, it was, <laughs> it was definitely better than the first round, for sure. I, I was laughing a lot harder at the second round. Really? Oh, dude. Sometimes things are better the second time. I actually totally thought I screwed it up. I was thinking too much, and I also didn't have like a headspace coming into this one because I was a little disappointed I have to do the same conversation twice. I, I literally do everything. Everything's one take on this podcast. This is one of the few times that I'm going to be forced to talk more. But I think the fans will love it because sometimes things are good twice, you know? Some things are better seconds. twice. Oh, yeah. People coming back in seconds, brother. All right. Um, moving on. Oh, dude, I wish – like I said, I think the last time on, on the first take I was talking a little bit about the Mexico one that's coming up. But I don't think they really have an accent over in Mexico, and I kind of blew it by not doing like the London one, where I could like call people blokes and mites. Oi, mite! Top of the morning to ya. A beautiful game over in sunny, uh, sunny London. London, baby, best place in the world. That's got a mix of like Australian in there, though. Yeah, I, th- I think like, they're very interconnected, though. I I don't know if they're throwing mates around out Boy, there. Right? Yeah, you're right. Maybe they do. Maybe. Mate's a a European term, I'm pretty sure. Dude, mate. I I mean, it could be. It could be. I could be wrong, but when I I hear mate, I think of uh, of, uh, the crocodile guy. (laughs) The stingray to the chest. Oh, dude, Steve Irwin. Is he from South Africa? Rest in peace. Uh, No, he's he's an Aussie. He's actually, I know he's an Aussie because remember Harrison Isaac? He was a he was a sophomore transfer on the basketball team. We did a little bit while he was there for the one year at Luther. He dressed up for Halloween as uh, Steve Irwin, and it was big because it was an Aussie thing. So yeah, that's that's legit. That's legit. All right. Well, how about we? Uh, you're excited to hear the same thing twice now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, as a Vikings fan, you can't get upset here yeah. about that. I- that performance. That was fun. All right. Anyways, the Bucks, Seattle, uh, Buccaneers kind of controlled the game that whole entire time. It was uh, it was interesting. Seattle had the late push, as Ale- as Alexander said. <laughs> um, let's move on. I know the fans. A lot of people are asking for a lot of talk about the Vikings, Buffalo. Let's dig in. Uh, some people were calling it game of the year. 
It was a ton of fun. I watched it all. In fact, I usually I'm disappointed watching some games that go into overtime because Packers tend to have a lot of Fox game of the year or Fox game of the weeks at 3:30 and we get forced to watch a different game until it concludes. In this case, I was totally fine. I literally did not miss almost anything of the Packer Cowboy game because nothing happened at the beginning of the game. Whereas in Minnesota Buffalo, they were putting on a fucking clinic over there. First of all, Justin Jefferson, he had an unbelievable catch. And the new nightmare in Kirk Cousins is starting to become a real thing. And I don't know about you, Carson, but you can tell that the media and the reporters are definitely latching on to the whole dorky Kirk, dorky Kirk thing because he always puts on those chains on the airplane ride back of away games. So every time they go on the road and they have a chance at winning, you know that the media is just getting ready for... Honestly, just about everybody's kind of getting ready to see Kirk in some weird chains. He's like the dorky kid that you like dress up a little bit and you try to make him look all swaggy. It, it looks so innocent, and you're kind of like laughing both with him and at him. But he, he's part of the team, and what, as a Packer fan, what is a little scary is you kind of usually think Kirk Cousins isn't loved in Minnesota, but after this whole, you know, after all this going on, you start to think that maybe the team actually does enjoy him and like him as a quarterback. So they're definitely meshing as a whole team. And that's kind of interesting to see. Anyways, uh, big things happen in this game. Vikings had the ball. They had a long fourth down. Justin Jefferson made one of the best catches of all time. It probably stands up there with the OBJ primetime catch with the Giants. Justin Jefferson's making a big name for himself. He had 193 yards, which is just fucking insane. They literally did not target anybody else at the end of the game. Kirk Cousins was just throwing it up and just assuming Justin Jefferson was going to make a play on the ball. However, we got to talk about their defense too. I get it. They gave up 30 points, but they gave up 30 points to the Bills, who's one of the better teams in the NFL and is a favorite in Vegas to win it all right now. Peterson had an interception to clear the game, but we got to remember Josh Allen single-handedly pretty much ran the ball down the, down the field by himself during that time. Uh, to be able to get down to the goal line and inside around the 20-yard line before that pick, he pretty much just ran the ball. And it was really interesting to watch. You're like, wow, I don't. I literally texted Michael Fioni beforehand and said, I don't think a field goal was going to be enough to beat this Buffalo offense and the Buffalo Bills in general. But they made a play. Peterson had his second interception of the game, and they were able to pull it away. Uh, it, it's interesting because I still don't totally buy into the whole Vikings being a Super Bowl winning team, but they are making a lot of noise and they do feel like a for real good team and not a fraud by any means. This was a big win for them. So I'll give them some love with that. One thing I want to talk about a little bit is Buffalo. They do, they, they feel like they do not do well under pressure. Um, <laughs> You know, they seem tight. I talk about how I like watching players that are very happy and they're having fun when they play. I used to love watching Dwayne Wade play when, you know, when I was growing up because he's always have a smile on his face. He looks like he's having a ton of fun. 
Packers, in general, I get it. They do not look like they're having fun. And that sometimes isn't the best to watch. But the Bills, whenever they're in a close game, they look so tight. They do not look like they're prepared to have a team basically fight back. They're always, it's one of those things, Ben don't break. And they, they kind of break when the game gets close. They def, they're definitely one of the best teams out there. But they're going to be facing great competition on their way to a potential Super Bowl. They're going to have to learn how to win a game when it's within a couple points. They're not going to blow out most teams in the playoffs. They might get by the first round with a, a blowout win, but they're not built like that to just absolutely dominate and blow out every team in the, on their way to a Super Bowl. They're going to face somebody, and at some point they're going to have to win a close game. I was looking at their numbers during the game, and it was just remarkable to see how low of a percentage that they were winning when games were within nine points. That's a lot of points. And blowing nine... It's just very concerning that arguably the favorite team to win the Super Bowl can't seem to win a close game. It's remarkable that they have so many blowout games, and that is an achievement in itself. But in general, they're going to have to learn, and they're going to have to you know, succumb to some pressure at some point in the year. They do have an inconsistent run game right now, and uh, they're going to have to work on that, and they cannot just rely on... You know, they're not going to have to, they can't make a living out of relying on 43 attempts per game for Josh Allen. That's a lot of, a lot of passing. I mean, it looks like the most, the, Devin Singletary had 13 carries and then the next person was five. So they are not looking to run the ball at all. They need to become more two-dimensional if they want to be able to beat the best of the best. And right now, Vikings are looking like one of the better of the better. I'm not going to say best of the best, but they're a very competitive football team. Super fun game to watch. It was, uh, it was great. It was arguably the best game of this year. It might probably end up being the best game of this year, too. And that's coming from a Packer fan. So I did enjoy watching that. And I do not mind that I missed a little bit of the Packers-Cowboys. Speaking of, I get a little bit of happy news today. I have not really had many winning games since I started this podcast. We're on a big losing streak right now. We were able to pull one out, though. We ran the ball. We ran the, the hell out of the ball. 24 carries for, Dil for Jones. 13 carries for Dylan. We leaned on our running game today. Uh, I did notice um, I do not approve of Aaron Jones grabbing his penis when he was jumping in, doing the whole Marshawn Lynch, you know, grabbing the balls. But I think that was a little R-rated. Maybe keep it a little PG next time. Right, Carson? Yeah, you know, not surprised. <laughs> You're not surprised coming from a, from a Packer. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a disgrace. Kids are watching. I mean... Parents do not, we cannot settle for this. Another one, Kristen Watson did a cool front flip or a backflip. So we're having fun. Hey, it's, it's kind of fun when we kind of succeed and do well. Um, it was weird seeing the Cowboys bend so much on their defense. I kind of talked about how I think they have a good pass rush and a good defense, but our offensive line held up really well. It was not, I mean, Rodgers had time to throw. Then again, he only threw 20 times in the whole entire game. 
But he's able to get – when he did drop back, it didn't feel like it was a big issue with pressure. And Iberdeen's working. Whatever he's – whatever – Iaswaka. Iaswaka, you mean? Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever he's doing, it's working. He's, he's living in a different dimension. Yeah, dude. <laughs> My man's definitely moving to Denver if they pass the hallucinogens. Um, legalization over in Colorado, dude. <laughs> I was, I I was looking at something. It was a bar stool or something. I think. Pardon my take. Said something funny before the Packers versus Vikings game this year. He said, "I've never seen such a big differential in quarterbacks that have done drugs when Kirk Cousins was facing Aaron Rodgers." <laughs> yeah, dude. That was that was funny. Anyways, yeah, dude, I mean, whatever works. I mean, just win a game already. But he's not done very well since his last ayahuasca. I mean. Yeah. He's got to get in there and get another 5-MEO or whatever it's called. That yeah. We'll live in a different earth for a couple hours. Anyways, this was the Mike McCarthy revenge game. Uh, he did make a couple big... You know, he played all right. It was a competitive game. It was a fun game, and it was back in Lambeau. It was cool to have him back. He won a Super Bowl with us. There's a Mike McCarthy way if you go by Green Bay. it's He's a big deal over there, even though he did get fired at the end of his tenure. But you're either going to get fired or you're going to quit at some point so or retire. So, I mean, you never last forever at a certain place. Um, he did have a big fourth down call. I do think that he picked the right call. Um, I mean, some people would say take three points if you can get them, but I say, honestly, he probably didn't trust his defense. Packers were picking him apart and look at it. We were able to, you know, score in overtime and take, take the lead and win. So I don't blame that. I think that was a great call. Uh, I think that that was more of a him thinking we're not we haven't been stopping Packers offense and they're not we don't have a great offense and we definitely didn't with Romeo Dobbs out this past week so that was definitely a compliment to what we were doing on offense this past week Christian Watson had a big game three touchdown or three touchdowns Packers completely worked the time of possession in this game we had the ball for 36 minutes of the entirety of the game that is a shit ton we we had the ball for the majority of it. That gives our defense some time to relax and some time to get off the field, get some energy back into them, and go hard when they get the ball back. A lot of it is the Packers are kind of a team that are we're kind of built for the run and to work our way back through. You know, we're we're built for long drives, little dinks and dunks, runs here and there. And the 36-minute time of possession is usually a detriment to, uh, or a testament to us having a kind of playing our type of game. We need to, we need to win the time of possession to play Packer type of football. It starts with getting some decent runs here and there, and then being able to convert a crossing route or a short wide receiver screen. It's kind of how we built a couple 13 and three seasons together. We've always had long drives. We've never been crazy high scoring. A lot of times we're able to leave teams to 14 points back when we were killing it for the last couple seasons. They have 14 points because they don't have the ball half the time. We have these eight-minute drives, and then our defense is so rejuvenated and ready to go that we're able to stop them. So it was kind of good to see us win the time of possession again. 
That was, uh, that was nice. Also, I heard something, Carson. We still good? Oh, yeah, we're good. All we're right. Good. Just had to check. Well, that's... Me, gr- me grunting over the, the, the Packers. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, I have to talk about my pack a little bit. I'll stop talking about us, though. I do know this podcast is starting to talk a ton about um, the Packers and Vikings, but then again, we kind of got to talk more about regional teams. I mean, most people's interests are in that for this podcast and the listeners of this show, so. Hey, soon it's going to have to be Philippine soccer or something. Dude, I think I made a remark about that earlier. Um, yeah, it's going to have to be. You got you to make the viewers happy. I know, dude. The Philippines. I, I am going to place a future on the Philippines in soccer. I'm going to wait for that to become a thing. I think I looked at the... I actually did take a look at what their schedule's like, and I think their next game is, like, in December. So I have a little ways to go. And it's weird because it feels like that's going to be, like, cold out to be playing soccer, but maybe I just don't understand the Premier League or whatever European leagues out there. But I am going to place at least a single match bet on on the Philippines in the next two months whenever they start playing sports again. And I will watch the game. I'm going to dedicate my time because I have some great viewers over in the Philippines dedicating their time to me. So I'm, I'm appreciative of it. Heck yeah. Going out. All right. Packers. I'm happy again. Great. No Romeo Dobbs. No problem. The pack might be back. We got a ways to go. Wild card race is not going to be... It's going to be a hard one. We got to play almost a perfect... We got to almost run the table. We have a little bit of grace, and we also have to rely on other people to lose. I'm hoping the NFC East beats up on each other here in the next couple weeks. Um, Eagles, Commanders. Oh, no, not the Eagles. Also, FYI, the Eagles are playing the Commanders right now 23-14. to 14. So they're already starting to beat up on each other. But I'll be honest, as a Packer fan, I kind of need the Commanders to lose because they have the same record as we do, believe it or not. Not not a good staple to the season so far. All right, um, next game, I have a, a couple notes about Las Vegas versus the Colts. Guy Fieri showed up. He was a big Vegas Raider over the past weekend. So that, that was fun. Uh, a little bit of flavor town action over in uh, the city of sins. Uh, Matt Ryan was back. It was good to see him. Jeff Saturday, soon to be called Jeff Sunday, after winning this past week versus the, the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. They did win twenty-five to twenty. And just so you guys know, because I don't think I talked too much about it, Jeff Saturday is is getting a little bit of heat in the media because he's very unqualified. It's almost like a Ted Lasso situation where he shows up underprepared and not in a situation where he should be qualified to coach a NFL football team. That's millions of dollars every single game that is placed in his hand and his responsibility when he has absolutely no <laughs> he has no background in it. I mean, yes, he did play lineman in the National Football League. But he's not – the media in general, I did read one thing. They said it's a disgrace to the coaching position in one of the articles. And I, you can't blame them because Jeff Saturday is kind of another average person in the park. I mean, yeah, he, 
he played some football, but just because you played football at one point in your life doesn't make you a good coach. Even the best of the best usually go under a, a coach for a little while, play some type of coordinator position, maybe even less than that, and then they work their way up, up and about. Maybe assistant, then a coordinator. Sooner or later, maybe they'll meet, be a head coach. But he didn't. He kind of jumped a lot, and it's weird. Um, but yeah, he very like he truly is a Ted Lasso of the NFL football league right now. Which, by the way, I'm super stoked for season three. Do you watch that at all, Carson? No, I haven't. I I should because you know a couple of Halloweens ago was it last Halloween? Yep, Ted Lasso. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched. I've heard good things about it. I just haven't. It's just on the list. It's super good. I'm super excited for the next season because I don't want to spoil it for you. You're going to find out if you watch it. I do think you should watch it regardless, but one of the main characters and protégés of Ted Lasso ends up going to like the dark side. It's like a Star Wars kind of event that happens. Kind of a good guy turns bad, and now all of a sudden they're going to have to go head-to-head against each other. So I'm super stoked for season three. Just a little side note. Uh, but with that win, the Colts go two games behind the Titans in the AFC South. And what's craziest about it is they're a negative 50-point differential, yet they're second in their division. That means that throughout all of their games this year, they've lost by a combined 50 points. That's pretty dope. That's Yeah. I, I don't know if that's dope, if you call that dope, or if you say that's a lot of luck, but something in there. It's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, also that with this loss with the Las Vegas Raiders, this puts a lot of questions into people's minds. Should they be firing the coach? However, ownership has been very vocal that they are not even remotely thinking about firing the coach especially this year and that into next year they do not plan to have any coaching changes it's kind of one of those things where you wonder i mean how are you supposed to how are you supposed to fix something if you don't make any moves do you expect i mean what's that quote insanity is when you expect the same a different outcome doing the same exact outputs isn't that a thing yeah it sounds legit regardless Motivational speaker probably said that at some point. Yeah. Regardless, that is what the Raiders are trying to do right now. So, it's interesting. That's uh, another big one I have is the Browns versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins are playing remarkable football right now. They're playing well above average. Tua was able to get back this season, and it's like he never left. They beat the Browns 39-17. to Tua absolutely dominated with a 144 QBR with 78% pass completion during this game. Overall, Dolphins are starting to dominate. And they do look legit and they look like a they're a really fun team to watch and they're beating up on teams that they really should beat up. This is more of a highlight to talk about how the Dolphins have been doing well. I mean, Three touchdowns by Tua. They were able to bring in some backups because they are doing so well. They have a pretty good rushing game right now. They're mixing in with a lot of balance. They're overall, they're a fun football team. 
and not one wide receiver really takes over the game. They have so many options. They have Tyree Kill, who's who's arguably the best wide receiver right now. I, I don't think he is, but people can argue that he's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And then you have Jalen Waddell, who's actually on my fantasy football team, and he is so fun to watch. He's, he's insane. He had 66 yards, four receptions this past week. They also have some other options. I mean, Raheem Mostert, he's also a passing option. I will never forget Raheem Mostert throughout my lifetime because he kind of embarrassed the Packers and the NFC Championship when we faced... This was actually when we were in Norway, Carson. He embarrassed the Packers while we were in Norway in the NFC Championship game. Packers versus the 49ers. So I remember that very well. I was watching it at the same time. Uh, who? What's his name? Ross something? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Ross. Ten, uh, tennis Ross? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Gentry or something like that? Yeah, that sounds right. Anyways, he was another Packer fan, and we were kind of, we talk about that. I remember the NFC Championship game that Sunday. We were both up. It was like. 3 a.m. and we were watching it. I we both had computers and he was watching it up on his. You know, we we had headphones on because everybody was asleep. But he was right above me on the bunk. I think this was Lillehammer, maybe. I think this was. A, I think this was. Yeah. Anyways, he would. It was so funny. Every once in a while, he would like peep his head down and come look at me, <laughs> and, and it was after something happened and. I think we both made it to the end of it just because we want to, we had hope and we're like, this was one of the better teams we've had in decades. So we had to watch it through, but man, it was hard. And we knew we had a big day the next day because we were studying abroad and stuff is always going on when you're studying abroad. So anyways, that's just a side note. Raheem Mostert now on the Dolphins. Overall, um, the Browns, they're, they're not much to talk about right now, but they're also mostly just awaiting Deshaun Watson to get back so he can start sticking his finger up people's asses again in the game. He, that's definitely why he's a quarterback, dude. He, he's such a weirdo. But he is a great quarterback. He just, yeah, he's got his, everybody has their thing, but not everybody's he's thing. He's got sticky fingers. Dude, he does. He's digging deep, man. Oh my god! Talk, talk about a brown nose, man. <laughs> Isn't that a thing? It sounds right. Brown nosing. Yeah. Brown nose. What does that mean? For some reason, it sounded right. It's a uh, yeah. It's like when you're. Right, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Let's fact check it. Yeah, it sounded right when I was doing it. I meant it in the. One who brown noses flatters or humors someone in a subsequent manner for personal gain. Oh, it's a boot. Yeah. It's like an ass kisser. So no, that had no. That had no. I should not. I did not mean it in the same context. No. Yeah, that's right. It's like you're. Yeah, you're mine, down to somebody. Mine was more in the context that he's sticking his nose up people's asses, like. Yeah. Unconsensually. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah, just in a different context. I said it, and right after I said it, I was thinking, you know, I wonder if this means something else. I was hoping it wasn't anything that could get me canceled. Um, for a split second, I was like, wait, that could mean something that maybe I don't understand. Because Urban Dictionary has 
a term for everything. So, anyways, Deshaun Jackson or uh, Deshaun Watson's coming back in two weeks versus the Texans, and you just know that the Browns are just living off that and a potential really nice future draft pick to be able to build more talent around Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, I don't necessarily love Deshaun Watson. He's a weirdo, but he's a good football player, and I know the Browns are going to be happy to have him back. So, all right, that's all I'll talk about for the NFL today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We went over the food challenge again. We had Carson Hagen on. We had headlines presented by DC Outdoors. Remember the name. Remember the brand. Best in the business. If you're around the Twin Cities, give them a call. If you need anything to do in your uh, in the summertime for patio work, maybe in the wintertime, if you just don't want to grab the shovel and you need some professional help, boy, I know a couple people that might be able to help. Don't you, Carson? Oh, I think I, I think I got a few, got a few that uh, can get you taken care of. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Well, yeah, hey, thank, thanks for tuning in today, Carson. Um, and thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in to today's a little bit longer, but super fun, lots to talk about. We had special guest Carson Hagen on uh, from everybody here at Untitled. Have a good week, and I hope everybody, uh, everybody's plays win this weekend.